back, everybody. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Chronic Sisters podcast. You're joined by your usual hosts, Jess and Sean. Welcome back, everybody, to season three, episode 10. Well done. Yeah, double digits. <laughs> double digits. Baby. We're on the uh, end stretch now. The second third. Second third? Second third? Third third. Not. Oh, yeah. We just finished the second third. Five, 10, 15. Quick math. Um, <laughs> welcome back everybody thank you for uh, all of your comments on toxic positivity people liked that one they did came they at the right they... time for a lot of people yes. apparently yes they learned a lot and oh actually got a message from my dad saying just listen to the episode and i've realized i'm toxically positive a lot of the time and i will try to improve <laughs> Thanks, we love dad. that self-reflection we and do. self-improvement Anyway, we, we do it ourselves. We do. That's what this whole podcast that, is about, well, pulling exactly. each other up. And that whole episode was us realising that we do it way too much. Yes, way absolutely. Too much. Anyway, how anyway. was your week, sis? Oh, look. Well, she got a feeling. She got a feeling. She got a feeling. Feeling is in. Your face wasn't as paralysed. It was fucking puffy, though. But not as, not like, as paralysed. No, not at but all. But I had one on top and bottom. I yeah, so I it. just had the top. Yeah. Um... It, it should be noted, as, as it was in the story, that um, the para, paralytic effects um, affected the entirety of my face up until my eyebrow and my eyelid. I was like, I can feel that in my eye. She was like, can you blink? I was like, I think so. And she was like, it's a bit slow, but uh, you'll be all right. I was like, great. It was weird. Weird. And then I had a meeting later that night and I had to talk during the meeting. I was like, sorry, guys, I can't. Because by that point, the pain had started to kick in. Yeah. Because Zach came home and he was like, how's your face? I was like, oh, yeah, it's worn off. I'm fine. And he was like, really? (laughs) It looks kind of puffy. I was like, yeah, no, I feel fine. It's great. No, No problems. All good. And then slowly, as time went on during the evening, the pain started to come into my face. You know that like toothache face pain where you just can't get rid of it and i was like my face hurts mine's still not good you need to get that fixed bro still using sensitive toothpaste every day you shouldn't be doing that you should not be doing that i know how was your bite when you bit down fine did it feel weird i forgot that i had it i've had it done like it wasn't until i was driving here i was like oh yeah i had that between the last episode yeah they're so much quicker nowadays so you wouldn't remember what they used to be but um dig there you wouldn't remember back in the day prehistoric when you did go to the when dentist when you were a baby but um yeah they're much bitch. quicker now oh, yeah when, no 20 minutes I, yeah bish bash bosh but when i booked it in i was like oh god do i have to book one at a time and she was like no we can do all three in a 40 mm. minute appointment mm. and it cost amazing. me like 40 bucks yeah after, so good um medical insurance yeah. thing amazing like, Woo-hoo. how good Anyway, so you got a feeling. Got a feeling. Tick. Um, but I'm okay. Week's been good. Work's great. Nothing really major to report. But how are you? How's your week been? Well, I snuck away to Broome. Oh. And I'm so sad because I missed Jackie by like a few weeks. And we no. messaged and it was so sad. Sad. Jackie was on our podcast a few weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I missed her. So it was a bit Lung sad. transplant, Jackie. Yes. Um, but it was beautiful. The sunshine was just divine. Mm. So lovely. Um, and just went up with mum, dad and old mate. Uh, 
um, and it was lovely. It was so nice, nice for mum and dad and old mate to actually spend some time together and hang we, out. We love nothing more than zero to 100, hey? Yeah, that's me. I'm an extreme kind of girl. <laughs> like, never met, never met. How about we all live in the same place How for about three we days? go on holiday together? <laughs> it was actually mum that booked it. So she's more extreme than I am. Yeah. But everyone got on lovely. It was lovely. The ocean was beautiful. I the water imagine. temperature was divine. My eczema and psoriasis was just cured by the sun and the eczema sea. Eczema who? Yeah. Psoriasis who? Who is she? It's gone. Because just before I left, I was having a mini crisis um, because it was spreading down my like forehead and back of my neck again and down my right foot in between my two toes, which I always get it and under my armpits. That's where I get it. Everyone That's interesting. Flare. Yep. And so I had a meltdown the day before um, and I got... <laughs> I got paid twice. Oh. <laughs> yes. And I yes, was like, did. dad was like, babe, they finally realized you do the job of like two people. Yeah. Paid anyway, you adequately. I got paid twice and I had this meltdown about my skin. So I raced to buy $400 worth of skincare and the money was taken out <laughs> back out of my account I the next told day. you not to spend it. Well, I did a little bit. Um, <laughs> but don't worry, I, that in combination with the sand and the sea and the sun has done wonders. Mm. So, yes, it was beautiful. It wasn't long enough. No, but it never was, is. It was very nice to get away, although we all seemed to get some weird spitty butt action. <laughs> While we were there, I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny, it's but not it kind funny. of is. And so again, going from like zero to a hundred, there nothing bonds you more than all having the shits oh, in the same home. Fuck yeah, you're right. Um, and comparing bowel motions. How many toilets was in the place? There was two. <sighs> Thank goodness. So old mate and I shared one, and mum and dad shared Tag one. Tag teaming. Um, and dad wasn't spitty. He was he was safe. He was the but only he got safe home zone. and became spitty. So oh. I don't know if it's like the water up there or something. Anyway, or just in between you guys. Oh, it was a lot those that shit together stay together yeah and then oh and so not good i decided so i was like spitting water by the end of it like couldn't even walk because like for my endo ibs all of my gastro symptom bitties people out there Mm. i have spitty always yeah so i was like you know hardcore spitty Mm. and so i had to go to the shop and old mate bought me gatorade and bought some gastro stop Yep. And I took a couple, took two. And I know that that is, I can't take any more than that. Like mm-hmm. I am a gastro stop regular girl. Yeah. Like Le Peramide who? Yeah. Le Peramide me, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I can take two and that's normally, that's normally good. And it doesn't take me long to like come back into normal life mm-hmm, after that. Mm-hmm. So I took two because we wanted to go to the markets and do things and there was going to be no Portaloo situazi at the markets. And I was feeling very faint, you know, the clammy, the crampy, the sweating. I was not feeling well. picture it now. Yeah, it was not good. And then that night we had a sunset cruise on a sailboat. (laughs) Now, the (laughs) sailboat, apparently it's like... It's all advertisers, you sail on glass. Anyway, the sailor was like, this is the roughest day on the sea I've had in 18 years or something. And it was rough AF. And mum had called during the day to be like, hey, is it cancelled? Is it cancelled? Is it cancelled? And apparently they were going to cancel it. And Mm -hmm. in the last minute they thought, no, the seas are turning around. We're going. So I don't know how many people were on this sailboat. Maybe 30 people. Okay. But holy guacamole, your girl... Doesn't do any form of motion sickness Mm-mm. well. No. I wore this olive green dress and I was olive green in about <laughs> fucking 10 minutes. 
and nauseous as fuck <sighs> and i took an extra gastro stop because i was like well i can't be shitting and rocking on a boat yeah, can it's i not a good look um and then had like my seasick bands on like it was all happening bands um, like those you know those ones you put on your wrist are like trigger pressure point like i try no. everything so okay Everyone slide into the DMs about what your trick for seasickness is. I've done the one ear plug. Everyone talks about the one ear plug just in one ear. That's mm-hmm. apparently a thing. Anyway, I've tried that. I've also heard put a Band-Aid over your belly button. What? Not sure what that's going to do. What do you mean? But I've done that. Um, <laughs> I love that you've done I've it. I've tried anything and everything. Anyway, what about the I glasses? was proper crook. What about your glasses? The glasses that surely you've seen the motion sickness glasses. No. Shut up. Okay, so literally, it looks like literally, literally, looks like Harry Potter's glasses. Yeah. Except inside is like liquid, but there's no lens, so it's like no lenses. So you've got two circles with fluid in, but then you've also got a circle on the side of your eyes. So you've got like what four. What the fuck are you talking about? <sighs> All right, I'm show, show me anyway, another time. They're supposed to be motion sickness glasses. If you put them on, you don't get motion sick. Okay, well, I took Quell, which is a motion sickness tablet, which normally that makes me fall asleep. Me. Yes, it did. I remember this story. Yeah, on the cruise. Yeah. That nearly killed yeah. me. RIP me. Yeah. I Don't take quells if you've got a heart condition. Don't do that. It says that in the print. Don't do it. Don't do Fucking it. Hell. Well, I took that. I also took on Danzatron and I'm not meant to take much of either of them because they can cause long QT also. And I'm on hydroxychloroquine and amitriptyline. love that. But anyway, I took them all. Moral of the story, I was really fucking crook and I just like sat there. I, I drank a ginger beer thinking that that would help me with the ginger. <laughs> anyway, old mate and dad were pumping back the Bev Raginos and I was just like, how, many, how much longer? How much oh, longer? And it was like a four it. hour cruise and I was just not oh. in a good place. And then our flight was delayed. We got on the flight, got on the Uber driver home and the Uber driver, Uber driver, Uber driver. He was like a little crusty speed demon playing bumper cars. He was like, go stop, go stop, go stop, go stop. And then so me that's, and old mate were sick when we got home. That's definitely what you want when you're unwell. So, yeah, lots Oi. of nausea. It I was a wild believe- time. Oh, here we go. Here She's go. showing me the photo. I can't photo. believe you haven't seen these. What the fuck? I can't believe you, you haven't seen I'm going to get you to put them on the story because no one else would have seen them. They have to have no, seen them. No, it's just you and your no. weird, weird hobbies like your aunts. <laughs> anyway. Oi. Leave my aunts alone. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that was my week. Well, I'm glad you had somewhat of a good time. It did look beautiful. It did look beautiful. Your little yurt stay and you're off off the... Did you have a disposable biodegradable potty toilet thing? Nah. Just a good old long boy? Yeah. Long... What are they called? Well, no, it was actually actually a little flushable thingy. Oh. Yeah. I would have thought it would have been a... It smelt like one, yeah. <laughs> also, when we had a shower, so the shower's like a little like drizzle of water. This is when we did a gam- gamping night, a glamping night. Are you okay? I'm not. You are not, I'm not. saying I, words I've properly. I've been spitting too much. I spat my fucking you're, literature out my yeah, arsehole. I think your electrolytes are way out because your not. brain cells are not coping right now. I know, now. I know. Anyway, <laughs> this toilet, not toilet, the shower was, oh, the stink that came out of this shower yeah. was like... The worst smell, but we couldn't even, like, it was from worse. From the shower? Yes, from the shower. And I had, like, this little, like, electric gas bottle thing that you'd press and it would go zero, one, two, three, up to 50 degrees in, like, a couple of seconds. And then go, error, and then it just dribble out. And so you couldn't actually shower. So I washed my face, but it smelt like dirty baby, nappy, cross sewerage, cross shit, cross animal crap. I don't know. The and water? The, the whole, yes. 
the water, like the water coming out the of the water, shower. The little bathroom cubicle thing. Out, it was all outdoors, obviously. And then out of the little sink that was in there with the shower, the water didn't even come out of the little sink, but frogs were hopping out <laughs> of the fucking sink plug hole. Maybe you picked up something from the water, like in but Sex and drink, the City. We didn't drink the water. In, and the ga- glamping. I said glamping again. Glamping. <laughs> anyway, that was my uh, week. I can put up some pics for you on the story. Yes, please do. Yes, we'll do. Please, please do. Anyway. Anyway, let's get to the first segment so we can update the people. Okay. Because it's time for the fun fact follow-up. Nice. Thank you. That was good. That was lovely. Well done. All right. Now, where's that fucking table? All right. So the table is still in my garden. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you all that the table will be gone by next week. Quote. Sean. So, no, I said I you would said, be fixing it. No, you said I promise no, it'll be gone. No, I you said I'm going to deal re- with if it. If you re-listen, I said I'd fix it. I didn't say how, I said I'd fix it. And just before we recorded, I went on to Facebook Marketplace and I re-listed the table. <laughs> you could have done Fixed that last it. week. I forgot, Okay. I forgot. You walk past that fucking table to get in your front door. Yes, well, I kind of like it now. <laughs> I don't know. It just has become. It's become part of the furniture. <laughs> oh shit! It's me now. My brain cells are shut down. Um, yeah. So look, the if anyone wants a six-seater dining table with some chewed legs, chewed legs from a baby nanook, then hit your girl up. Oh my All good. god! Um, I messaged the lady who messaged me before, mm. and I was like, "Hey, I still have it if you guys want it." <laughs> she messaged me the seventeenth of August, <laughs> and for reference, it is the fourteenth of September. <laughs> for fuck's sake! She could have grown a tree, chopped it down, sanded it, built a table in the time that it's taken for me to go, hey, do you want the table? <laughs> so I fixed it. Fuck. It's back on Marketplace. Oh, my God. So then maybe next week we'll have a Marketplace madness. Stop it. We can only hope, can't we? Okay. So, yeah, first fun fact follow-up was table It has been fixed. Great. Or in progress of being fixed. Secondly. Yes. We all know I told the fun story about the ants and oh. my slight obsession of we, ants, yes. right? And that I kind of enjoy ants. ants. There's other people that also enjoy ants quite close to us, Jess, <laughs> if you weren't already aware. So on literally the day after that we posted the episode, I received a message from none other than old mate. <laughs> And I am so excited to share with you that he too enjoys a good ant. (laughs) More so than I thought anyone could enjoy ants. (laughs) To the point that he he knew from my description what (laughs) ant I was talking about and therefore sent me a photograph of the ant that I was talking about. And so I'd like to read you (laughs) the... um, the messages from old mate that I received immediately on the Monday. So that our episodes go live on Sunday. I received a message on Monday. Hello. (laughs) Just listening to the toxic positivity episode. 
I'm excited because Sean is also interested in ants because it's to our, our Instagram, our, our, face, uh, our podcast Instagram. He then proceeds to send a photograph of said ant. And then he says, are these the guys you saw at the tiny house called bull ants or bulldog ants or jack jumpers? Jack jumpers are the same, but black and can literally jump like 30 centimeters and attack you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yes, that's the bastards. These fucking things are huge. Okay. Ants, this is where the fun facts come in. And this is why you two get on so well, I think. The only reason. He is a biology teacher. Yeah. Okay. So ants, don't ruin it. (laughs) Ants evolved from wasps. If you look at bull ants, they're literally wasps without wings. Therefore, they're sort of the most primitive ants. Still look like wasps. Massive bodies, small colonies. There was a small colony. There was only about six of them. And they sting with their abdomen as well as bite. Little psychos. Genius. Genius name, My Meyer Messia. Don't know. 93 species. Anyway, there's some fun facts about ants. Great episode, by the way. And I said, <laughs> I'd love an ant farm. I'd love an ant farm. My brother used to have one. I... I you think. know those little ones in the the clear? Did you ever have them growing up? No, Probably not. I only did you have ant- Do you have do you have many ants in England? Yeah. Yeah, well, it was actually... Just not ones that actually want to kill you. <laughs> no, no. Just like the ones no. that are like in a picnic story, no, you know? No, I'm sure heaps of listeners would have had these too. It's like, you know how you get like sea monkeys and oh, stuff yeah, back in the day? Oh, yeah, it was all full of sea monkeys. Yeah, no, but this was like a... You'd literally put sand in a clear jar almost. Yeah. And then you can see them making little tracks and trails yeah. and ramps and stuff. Yeah. Did you have that? No, but I'd absolutely froth one. I can find you one. I, I love that. I think that. they would be so cool. Um, but I, I was like, I'd love an ant, ant farm. And I was like, did you know that in an ant farm, like when you put the ants in there and some of them eventually die from old age or just, you know, you know, with a, an ant terrorist attack. I don't know. The ants die. The other ants carry the dead ant's body and put it in a spot in the farm or in the area. And then that becomes the ant graveyard. And so that any ants that die after that, they all get carried and dumped in in the ant graveyard that they've made themselves. Wow. How cool is that? Very clever. It's like bees are super clever too. It's weird. They're weird, but I'm so fascinated by them. Anyway, <laughs> that was that. And he also said we sounded drunk. I didn't think it was that I bad for us. Was that bad. He's not listened to enough episodes. We, um, we've sounded worse. Yeah, <laughs> probably today. I mean, maybe. Yeah. We've, we're not functioning on all cylinders today. But yeah, so anyway, that was Ants. And fun fact follow-up. And fact follow-up. Um, Love that. So the next fun fact follow-up, we've got a few this week. Oh, my spitty bum. <laughs> okay. So we all know I made a claim that I would be getting my antibiotics before the dentist. I can confirm I received the antibiotics for my dentist procedure. Mama Swanson, don't worry. I had my prophylactic antibiotics. So I don't get endocarditis. It's okay. Anyway, I also said, can I also pick up my metronidazole, please? And the pharmacist said to me, no. I was like, oh, I have a lot of people expecting me to pick this up. <laughs> he goes, I can't give it to you. I was like, why? The script's fine. He's like, there's a nationwide shortage. I can't, I don't have any. I don't know why your GP prescribed it to you. I was like, oh, well, I tried. <laughs> he was like, you should probably get another appointment and have a chat with her. And I was like, 
Isn't that what a pharm- number one? Isn't that what pharmacists supposed to do? Is to like call up the doctor rather than me having to go for another yeah. appointment? They're supposed to go, hey man, you or lady. I don't know why I said man. Hey doctor, you prescribed something wrong. You need to fix that. Can you send me another script? Kind of thing. Nah, he's like, you can need to go fix that. It's like, oh yep, I'm not going to do that. So I'm just going to leave it and just hope for the best. It's better. I've stopped being spitty. I think I've passed it on to you guys, so. <laughs> That's welcome. what old mate said. Old mate was like, if this is a parasite and Sean's giving it to us all. Well, I'd like to point the finger back at you, Lovey, because <laughs> you're the one that first started with it. Before I met you, I was parasite free. I'd like to point out. <laughs> parasite free. I've stopped testing for mine years ago after they went away. I was like, oh, they're both gone now. So all as well. I mean, they could come back, but where would I have got them from? Look, you've got them apparently from? they can be in you and this fine. For some people. Yeah. Mm. But maybe you're that person now. You know, who knows? I don't know. Anyway, so long story short, there's no metronidazole in, this, in the country, so I can't, can't have them. Not from lack of trying, is all I can say. <laughs> okay, my fun fact follow-up in the meantime. Um, mine was to confirm with my mum if we saw the Lego movie, because when Sean started singing that stupid everything is awesome song i was like kind of rings a bell kind of think i saw it with someone not sure cousins godchildren so i think it was with all of them um me and mum took them on like a day out so i text my mum saying hey mum did we go to the lego movie with the kids and she goes nah don't think it was called that and i said really i'm sure it was that and she goes not sure honey it was a stupid movie with little dudes made of lego <laughs> so yes so i was like so yeah it was the lego movie she's like not sure oh my god <laughs> anyway oh. can't confirm i did see the lego movie you're uh, welcome that's don't remember great. it don't remember I it blocked it from my memory but hey <laughs> you like many of things the last fun fact follow-up that we had of the episode was one of something to do with our um story about the compostable toilet and whether the nutsack the, the nutsacks would touch, hit, it. touch it and therefore do they grow for life look i don't know how to effectively research that question or to find that answer do testicles keep growing do, does your scrotum sag lower i've with tried age? all of those things so all the all so so i've googled my algorithm's gonna be fucking weird now but anyway does your testicle sack stop growing (laughs) that's what i put and the answer is uh from medical news today the growth stops when the testicles are fully developed in general both testicles tend to grow at the same rate However, it is common for one testicle to be slightly smaller than the other. It is also common for one testicle to hang slightly lower than the other. Yeah, but surely as you get older, like they people get gravity. Yeah, one gravity and if two boobs drop. Testicles yeah, do too. Surely, and you re- like your elasticity of your skin, gets collagen. Blop, blop, see you later. And then you get wrinkly. So you surely your nuts that gets wrinkly and heavier. I'm gonna go yes. Yeah, I'm just gonna ignore the internet. Or All right. lack thereof answer and say, we were, we were correct. Yep. Okay. I have actually, it's not a fun fact follow-up, but I have a very cool story to share with you. Okay. I'll be Bob then. There we go. 
What a great platform to share stories. Um, so something actually really cool <laughs> happened this week. I lied to you. It, it didn't happen to me. It happened to my friend, my wifey, Vo. She sent me a, a photo the other day and was like, I'm so proud of my son. And I was like, you're always proud of your son. Oh, yes. We like, love this. What, what do you mean? So Vo has two children and Vo is a nurse because um, she is my work wife. Um, and she has taught her son Blaze to perform bits of um, first aid throughout his childhood. Like, so she started relatively young of like learning his address, how to um, call triple zero, which is for an ambulance in Australia. If you see mummy on the floor or if someone falls over, what you have to do kind of thing. So she doesn't overwhelm him. She just like has taught him each thing as she goes like over a long period of time and so the other day um so blaze is her oldest son and she has a little girl um who is less than two she was in the kitchen um vo was preparing some snacks so she had her back to the kids and blaze and peyton were were playing in the corner and blaze saw peyton put coins in her mouth and she began to choke and Vo didn't know this was happening because she was just making snacks prepping food um and she began to choke on these coins and Blaze just went into action mode and gave her back blows until she she, yeah so she he called for help shouted for mum and gave her back blows till she spat the coins out and I was like that is the coolest thing to know that you've taught your son something that has saved your daughter's life. Mm-hmm. So she choked on a 20 cents piece, um, which is quite big for an airway for a little bub. Um, and I was just so proud of him. And as was Vo and told Blaze that. But, you know, Blaze got quite emotional afterwards because you know, the, the realization of what happened, like he became, he realized that he was quite scared and became emotional. And Vo kind of like talked him through it and was like, you did amazing, mate. Like you did such a good job. Like, look at Peyton, she's okay. Like you did awesome. It's okay to feel like this. And I just thought it was a really cool thing that she has taught him. And like, he has been taught it so clearly that he was able to do it in the moment. And do it with confidence too. And like actually dislodge the coin. And I and I hate I hate to um, compare Zach with uh, Blaze. But um, after our episode on where does your pad go? Oh <laughs> so where we're going back there, but holy shit, I've had that many friends. Like oh. we we had one listener say they had to who was it? They had to pull over on the freeway twice because yeah. they couldn't stop laughing. And someone nearly woke their partner up from laughing yeah, so had to hard. Put a pillow over anyway, their face. My parents were dying. Everyone thought it was so funny. But again, so Vo's a nurse. She's an incredible mum. She doesn't hide anything from her kids. Yep. She quizzed, did a like spot quiz on Blaze and filmed yep. it and sent it to us. And literally just in the car goes, Oi, Blaze, where does, where does a tampon go? And he just goes, up your fanny. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes, and where do you stick a pad? And he goes, on your knickers. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean. Yeah, look. 
Blaze, hey. you've got a spot on the pod. Also, I know. Also, Vo was mortified after she sent oh, that yeah, video. Like, because he never she, says he Fanny. never says Fanny. We'd always say vagina. Use the correct and We use the correct anatomy names. And I was like, it's okay. Like, he goes to school. <laughs> like, he's going to be hearing those words. It's okay. So I, I was just mortified. Up, you funny. <laughs> it was so perfect, though. It's like, good on you. Anyway. But he was just like, meh, it's just a question. He didn't like coil away from it. It was just, you know, it's just a natural thing that happens. Yeah. And he knows where stuff goes. Yeah. So I I praise Blaze and his first aid knowledge and his and Vo for teaching him from and, a young age. And, and that's just so knowledge. And his period knowledge. I just think it's wicked. And you know, I don't have kids. But I think, you know, I didn't even even think to be like, yeah, you should like I'm always like our oh, parents should know CPR before they have a baby and like first aid for choking and stuff but I never thought to be like you should probably teach kids how to do it as well yeah one of my really close mates she's a kindy pre-primary teacher mm. and I used to always go she used to book me in um like once a year for her her little cute three and four year olds cute. and we'd have a day where I'd rock up in my scrubs and we'd teach them that how to call triple zero when you'd call triple zero why wow. you'd call triple zero and then I'd bring fun things like my stethoscopes and can have a listen thermometers and, and things like that to yeah. play with but yeah the whole morning was about that and then her partner's a fireman yeah her hubby's a fiery so then they go to the fire station and learn about fires and what to call and who to call and so clever. Yeah. Anyway, so that was just like a little nice little story for the week. It is very nice. I just thought it was great. It's lovely. Anyway. But All right. After that nice story, we're going to move on to a less nice story. As you may have all seen on our stories, I had been made aware of a certain article that um, a very reputable, not, paper has put out. The Trashy Daily Mail. The Trashy Daily Mail. And when I read this, so I just saw it on one of our Instagrams that we follow. And I read it. I was like, surely not. Like, surely this is a joke. Like, this can't be real. But if you haven't seen... And so for anyone who doesn't want to listen to us talk talk through this article, please skip this episode. But I just need to talk about it because we want to discuss why it's so wrong wrong and why it is so harmful but we are going to go into depth about the article so if you don't want that today then that is completely fine please skippity doo da and we'll see you next week um but for those of that you do want to stay the article if you haven't read it or seen it um the title of it is addicted to being sad Teenage girls with invisible illnesses, known as spoonies in inverted commas, post TikToks of themselves crying or in hospital to generate thousands of likes as experts raise concerns over internet-induced wave of mass anxiety. The title alone needs work. Like, that's a paragraph in itself. It's a long sentence style. Where's your full stops and your capital letters? Honestly, journalism these days. But I just, I... I want I wanted to read the article to fully understand so I could give my to process how I really felt about it. And as I read the article, I became more and more internally enraged. And I feel like us as the platform that we are, although we're not a big one, we do have a community of people that this article is targeted towards. And 
talking about and we're a part of that community. And I just felt like it was our responsibility to kind of shed some light on it, not to give them more publicity because they do not need it nor deserve it, but it was more to heal from it because some of the stuff that is in this article, if someone of a young age reads it, it could be exceptionally harmful, especially for someone who is very vulnerable and has a chronic illness or a disability and is being targeted in this ad uh, in this ad in this article some of the key points that this this journal this article writes is that teenage girls and young women are posting upsetting footage of themselves in hospitals or crying on social media many of them are suffering from invisible invisible or chronic illnesses which often have no obvious cure and leave them exhausted doing daily tasks calling themselves spoonies the group often encourage each other to lie to doctors to get the diagnosis that they want some spoonies suffer from ms and crohn's disease which others suffer from rarer ones which are harder to diagnose Others join groups to discuss the negative side effects to their condition and often end up competing with each other for who is sickest. It makes me so mad. Like, I'm sorry, but they encourage each other to lie to get a diagnosis that they want. Like that, oh, literally I saw it and I was so mad. Like, one, you're talking about invisible illnesses and saying that they aren't real. Well, you've Mm. just said they're invisible, so you can't see them. And this comes with the toxic positivity thing that we spoke about, you know, last week. We're so used to social media being a platform where everyone posts a pretty highlight reel of their life. Mm. And now people are being quite raw, quite authentic. This is their day to day. And people are uncomfortable, which we spoke about last week that we said it's going to trigger conversation. It will make people feel uncomfortable because we've disrupted their beautiful feed. Yeah, exactly. And it is infuriating for them to be almost mocking people for finding connection in suffering. Yeah. It's not a competition of who is sickest. It's about recognizing and validating each other and And understanding that that suffering is similar to yours. Yeah. And we've always spoken about and we we see the benefits of having this podcast and creating this community and the friendships and the bonds that people have made in feeling not alone we can see the good work we're doing for people's mental health and then they have the audacity to say that we're all just out here competing and it's a platform to compete and fight about who's sicker and then the whole like we're lying to get a diagnosis yeah we've spoken in many episodes we get exhausted telling our story over and over and over again and we can't tell you how to start it is when you do get a diagnosis or you don't get a diagnosis you grieve both of those things and like imagine having the time to write this article because that was your your biggest thing while there's thousands of people out there saving for medical appointments to get a step closer to having an answer who are at home feeling like shit all day and then this is what we're told that, that, that we have become like yeah. I just oh it just it completely invalidates the experience yeah. right and like the fact that they that this article she keeps and I'm assuming her pronouns because her name is Emma James she is an author for um or a journalist for the Daily Mail and she's basically denied to comment on like people have tried to contact her and, and sometimes I'm like oh you know the, the nice part of me is like oh was she forced to write yeah. this and stuff like that um another part that really infuriated me during reading 
the article is that it's the the assumption or the like where they keep putting they keep calling themselves spoonies in like inverted commas or they keep talking about the use of the spoon theory but invalidating it by putting it in inverted commas yeah, if it's, th- as if it's not a real thing yeah also it said um healthy people have unlimited spoons do you doll I, I dare you to ask anybody out there who's yeah. healthy. Do you just have an infinite? Do you just have energy forever, hundred percent of the time, all yeah. the time? You never need to do anything. Don't need to sleep. Don't need to do anything. You don't need to recharge because no. you are healthy. You always have these spoons. Spoons. Oh, but it's not real. It's not real. But they use it anyway. So then she goes on to talk about how people are complaining that um, they're getting they have they experience medical gaslighting. Um, and then they go on to say how um, women, and it's all focused on women, number one. Which, and the whole start of it is teenage girls. Yeah. Teenage girls with chronic illnesses. Yeah. Teenage girls who are spoonies. Yeah. So what the fuck? What yeah. are you doing? Like, what, like you, you're only focusing on the female presenting mm-hmm. people. Young female presentation. Young female presentation. Young female invisibly or visibly disabled population and you're attacking them for feeling feelings yeah wild it's absolutely wild i can't believe that this stuff can get printed or not printed but like posted but it's it goes on to like mock the spoon theory and it 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 then goes furthermore into people utilizing tiktok instagram for connection and for advocacy but then some people she talks about how some people have been able to make a career on tiktok from being chronically ill or disabled and sharing their story and being able to make money from it and for those of you that don't know how social media works in terms of making it a a job you get money for from companies to advertise or to use some of their products or their um, wear their clothes, etc. And you get paid for the more likes or comments or interactions with that post, you get more money. So the more people that comment on it, the more people that like it, the more money you'll get. And for a community that potentially cannot find a job because of their disability, they are now able to fund themselves by doing something that is just sharing their story connecting with people that are similar to them and they're now being ridiculed for it and being told that they're lying or that they're faking it to get more likes it's fucked i can't believe that people number one that this person has written this article but then looking at the comments on this article that people were believing it I know. Like they were getting on board that train and being like, yeah, can't believe they're faking it. Like, how can they make money off of that? It's sick, blah, blah, blah. I know. And this thing, Dr. Katie Compoletti. Yeah. A neurologist, apparently. A neurologist. A neurologist said it's generated by anxiety in most cases or other comorbidity and then propagated by the ease of TikTok. Number one. Generated by anxiety. Chronic illness is generated by anxiety in most cases. But is it? Doll. What I'm saying is, is like, is that what she was saying? Like, because it's completely out of context. Yeah, I don't know. Like, she's just used this as a... 
as a way to the the author has used it because she's a medical professional she's obviously spoken about something and then yeah but but dr katie might not have even given permission for her words to be used in this article exactly because they, it was actually taken from another article called common sense news so it's actually not uh, well she didn't tell this to the daily mail no Oh, my God. It's so, it's so It's just this concerning. web of lies. Dr. Mark Sullivan, he's concerned that the internet has created a community that leads patients to adopt the victim mentality. Like, come on. Okay. Can I just... I've just quickly looked up um, Dr. Compaliti. She has been quoted in another article to say, functional disease is a real and chronic problem. So poor Katie's getting a bad rap because they've taken half her sentence and banged it with no context into this one. Yes. To make it look like there's claim. Fuck. How wild is that? All right, let's get back to it. So the article then goes on and on for what seems like an eon about how negative all of these videos are. And I like to say also that... Within the article, there are multiple videos and screenshots of women, girls who are obviously unwell because they are attached to IV lines, NG feeds, NJ feeds in hospital, crying. Like these people are being vulnerable and truthful about their experience and they're now being ridiculed for it, which I don't understand how that's not a form of bullying. Yeah, everybody else is able to share their story if it suits the rest of the society. Yeah. If it suits the majority of the people, you're allowed to speak up. But if you're in that minority, quiet, little invisible corner, sorry, you must remain invisible. They don't want us to speak up ever. She then, in this article, she then goes on to quote someone who um, has suffered with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and fibromyalgia, very chronic, very misunderstood diseases. And this person is then quoted because she's had to drop out of college because she's been so unwell. And she's been quoted saying, you can get addicted to being sad and sick and the attention you receive. The misery loves company thing makes you sicker. There might be something you're gaining by having these diagnoses, like it's keeping you from a job that you hate or from your responsibilities that you don't want to do. Like that's a quote from someone with Ehlers-Danlos and fibromyalgia. She may also have depression. She may. She may also have a lot of other things going yeah. on. Like I, and just to say that one person has shared that, we know that misery loves company, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be miserable. I know. Like, you're, you're supposed to be... Toxic positivity. <laughs> and I just... Only, apparently. Exactly. And when I read the article, I was like, how fitting that we just did... I know. Um, ...an uh, episode on it. And one, I was outraged by this article. And two, it made me feel like, like I was watching someone be victimized and i need i I had that feeling in my body that i was like i need to do something and i'm normally not one to like spread hate or anger i'm all about like you know anger takes too much energy and stuff but 
when there's unjust, I just need to do something about it. And so one of the um, disability advocates on um, Instagram, um, her handle is at chronic notebook. Um, She has made a petition to remove the article from Daily Mail. She's also sent letters to the Daily Mail um, and to also the journalistic board that oversee like publishing and whether they're adhering to you know, human rights and stuff like that. And so she's written to them um, and she's getting people to sign the petition. The last time I checked the petition, when I signed it, there was 3,000 signatures on there. The last time I checked it, there was 7,500 signatures on there. And so she set up a petition to get rid of the article just to remove it from publication because nothing good has come, like nothing good can come of that article. It brings no purpose, it brings no positivity, it gains nothing other than making people feel, and those people being chronically ill, invisibly disabled, disabled people, feel that they are now not safe within their community. Correct. Yeah. That's what that article is doing. already a really tough environment for them. Just a little bit harder. Yeah. Like, no, not putting you in the spotlight for any good reason. No. And it's to then almost feed into that idea of anything that's not normal in inverted commas the only inverted commas in the sentence is uncomfortable and mm-hmm. therefore should not be seen yeah yeah please do not no, share that we don't need to see that please do not share you in hospital ew mm-hmm. you're so attention seeking stop it do you the fact that that is the internal monologue of so many people with chronic illness and disability and we're now writing about it and just openly saying it. Can you just tone down your sickness, please? Because it's making me feel icky. I'm uncomfortable. Ooh, you're doing it for attention. Stop. How dare you make money from your experience? How, make, what about making the best of a bad bunch here? So what if I'm making money? I'm not. But what if some people are? <laughs> I wish we were. I wish we were. But do you know what I mean? Like I, when I see people with ma- chronic illnesses, visible disability, amputation, whatever, and they're like making money, like good for you, man. Like, why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And it just, I just want the person, the vulnerable person that is going to read that article who is struggling with their idea around themselves and their illness or their disability I want them to know that it's not true. What that article is saying is not true. The fact that you're sharing your story shows strength in you and it shows that you're connecting to other people that are similar to you. And if you felt as awful as we felt when you read that, you're not alone. No. It it triggered the same emotions within us. It made us so angry for ourselves, for our community out there. Yeah. It's, It's horrible and articles like this shouldn't be written and unfortunately the daily mail do do a lot of um shitty things shitty things and they don't tell the truth a lot of the time no and it's most of even you know the solemn goss it's all fabricated drama and you know some people get the kick out of that and there's all those keyboard warriors out there who would never say anything to your face Mm. but because there's an article that they can comment on without showing who they really are 
they've just gone to town and not realise there's a huge population out there who suffer daily and something like this is very hurtful for us all. It takes so many steps back about acceptance, about vulnerability, about connection, about empathy and compassion. It just takes the environment a couple of steps back. And, you know, from coming from myself and my experience in being uncomfortable taking up space and really leaning into the fact on accepting who I am and my medical experience. If I was a teenager reading that article, I would be reading it as though it was being talked at me. Like I would connect with that article and be like, see, yeah, and you'd feel it's personally been, it, attacked. It would be self-confirming yeah. of like, I take up too much space. Yeah. I shouldn't tell people about this. I shouldn't this. cry. I shouldn't feel sorry for myself yeah. that I'm in this situation. Yeah. I should be quiet. I shouldn't speak up. Yeah. And, you know, we've made all these leaps and bounds in conversation around disability recently. And, we, you know, we've spoken about ableism. We've spoken about the improvement in the way people are starting to talk and how people are becoming more aware. And then something like this, you're just like, wow, there are so many people out there doing so much good. Yep. And that doesn't get seen. That yep. doesn't get screen time. That doesn't go viral. No. But then something like this, which deserves no time at all. And it pains me that we're talking about it today. Yep. But, you know, we felt like we couldn't really ignore it Mm. because it did trigger such an emotive response from us. And from the community. uh, Yeah, that we could – we – we owed you guys an opportunity to really feel how shit it has made you feel and us feel and we can all talk about it. And, and again, if anything, bind together as a community and rally against it and improve the conversation around what we deal with on the daily. And that's what I have loved from this article is that this has been not a catalyst really because it's always been there, but it just is an example of how the community that we are a part of, the wider community, past our podcast community of you know, the veteran chronic illness, disability advocates that have been here for a long time are like, no, not today. Yeah, that That's not going to fly, Not doll. today, honey. Uh-uh. No way. And everyone has stepped up. And for like, I felt for me, I've been in this space for a while. Not obviously, we've been recently on the podcast, but I've been in my space for a while. I was like, nah baby me's in the world are gonna be hurt from this and I need to help save them and help protect and to heal and to build past this article like this we can use this as a community as a catalyst to bring in that conversation because the fact that you being truthful about your experiences being seen as attention seeking says more about them than it does about you. Absolutely. You know, and it just, I want us to connect and build back stronger than ever and to bring that conversation in and up and to be like, that is actually really naff of a topic and it's incorrect, number one. Like it's not truthful. No, we just spoke about how she's pulled context completely out of nowhere from other articles without permission, like it's so wrong a part of me is like have they just done this to piss people off because i actually 
don't know the point of the article. Otherwise, there is no point to the article. Other than pointing the finger. Yeah. But for what? But it's made, if anything, it's made them all look like dicks. Yeah. Even more so than normal. Yeah. Just wild. But I just, I just want, I guess the point of why I wanted to talk about it was to just be like, we're here. We, we've, we've read it. It is horrendous, but it's not true. And we're more than that. And we're not going anywhere. We've been here for a long time. We've dealt with worse. And we can, in, we're only going to be louder and yeah, bigger exactly. than ever. Exactly. All of those cliches. Mm. But we're not sitting here in silence anymore. We have too much ability to do the opposite. The fact that we have TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. This podcast. This mother effing podcast. It's not going away. They picked the wrong fight with the wrong bitch. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I'll go knuckles on your ass. You wait, I'll get that journalist in a room and give him a left, right, good night. Bam, bam. Doots, doots. Doots, doots. Poop, poop. Anyway, that's enough of that. That's enough. We've that's got enough. angry Sean sitting here now. We need that's to enough. I'm raging. Shake it off. Raging. Shake it off. Shake it off. But yeah, so we're not going to talk about them anymore. No. We're only going to talk about the good. Yes. But we're going to get rid of that article. So sign the petition. I'll tag uh, Chronic Notebook in our thingy. So her link tree has the link to the petition. And it'll be gone. I know that our community will do it. It'll be gone. And if it's not gone, who fucking cares? We know it's it's fake. Fake Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. (laughs) That was my Trump impression. Sorry. Do it again. Fake news. Fake news. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you like it i do yeah thank you yeah thank you're you really you're welcome fake news <laughs> fake news the corona fake news <laughs> all right i've lost it let's move on to questions and quotes sister questions and quotes all right my question for you do you promise the people that the table will be gone by next week <laughs> no i don't <laughs> I promise I will try. <laughs> I promise I will try. Fucking hell. I promise. I have a question for you. Yeah, go on. What are you going to do about your feet? <laughs> <laughs> well, I started some Epsom salt baths. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Okay, good. I've been just rolling them out. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why they're so on the top of my foot as well as the bottom of my foot. Um, do you though? Do you know why? I don't know, I don't, it's just so much worse. It's never gotten better. <laughs> and going to dancing tonight is probably not what I should be doing, but it's what I am going to do. Um, that was more the question that I was asking. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. It just makes me really depressed when I think about how sore they are and when I think it started last August. Now we're like 13 months of like incredibly sore feet with no. What a roller coaster we've been on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And like I went away for three days and wore like pretty supportive sandals and stuff. But mm-hmm. the pain that I have been in for just having some time off. Yeah. Like not even walking long distances. Like yeah. that's fucked. Owies. So I don't know. Again, once again, I'm back in denial, but I'll probably do something soon. Denial city. Probably end up back on fucking steroids that I don't want to be on. <laughs> but, um, look. We'll see what happens. Anyway. What can you do? Do you have a quote for me? You never look good trying to make someone else look bad. 
Uh-huh, queen. And if that doesn't sum up the Daily Mail, mm. take that. Take that, I Daily Mail. I love that. I don't even feel like I need to give you a quote after that because that no. just sums it up beautifully. Mic drop. Don't actually drop them because they're quite expensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Better not. All right. Look, we've let we've vented. We've let the anger out. We've if let it out. If you're feeling triggered after this episode, go do something nice for yourself. Make yourself a cuppa. Get some yep. fresh air. Go for a walk. Hug your hug your dog. Hug your do some journaling. Fam, do what you want. Light a candle. Sniff yep. some essential oils. Shake it out. We hope that your week is better than this one and no more shitty articles are posted absolutely um and we also hope that sean's table is gone we also hope that um, as well. also yep and we hope that you watch some ants take take some time <laughs> out to ant watch and if you find a little ant farm can you send us a link because yeah. i need to get sean one new hobbies for everyone yes but, but um, on that note we hope you have a fabulous, fabulous week. week take care bye, bye.